So we welcome everyone who decided to join in with us tonight in this wonderful gathering and fellowship that is sponsored by the River of Life Christian Center under direction and leadership of Pastor Thomas and Joanne Rich, amen, whose church is located in the upper Marlboro, Maryland area. Wonderful pastors and leaders with integrity. Wonderful pastors and leaders, amen, who love God's people and who will serve the Lord with all they got. And we thank God, amen, for their tenacity and their obedience to serve the King. We thank God that our paths have crossed. We thank God that, that, that we have fellowship down through the years. We thank God for our relationship and our spiritual connection. We thank God, amen, hallelujah, for how he brought us together. And we continuously pray for him, pray for his success, prosperity, pray, oh God, that he will continue to use him because he made himself available to be used. And so we give God praise. Tonight, folks, we're going to recap where we left off last Monday. You'll find us in 1 Samuel chapter 18. And we're picking up uh, from the after conversation that David has with Saul. For it starts off saying, now when he had finished speaking to Saul, amen, for David was summoned by Saul. For he said in 1 Samuel chapter 17, he, he, it says, then as David returned from the slaughter of the Philistine, I'm talking about 17 verse, look like 57. I don't have my glasses on, but it looked like verse 57. Seven, yes. It says, Then as David returned from the slaughter of the Philistine, Abner took him and brought him before Saul with the head of the Philistine in his hand. And Saul said to him, Whose son are you, young man? <laughs> in other words, I, I, I watch you. I, I'm, I'm observing you. I, whose son are you? Now, we know that, that he had already been in Saul's court. Uh, we don't know exactly why he went to ask whose son that was. We don't know if that uh, 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 wicked spirit affected his mindset. We, we just don't know. We, it, it, he played before. He was in the court playing before Saul. But he, he asked that question, whose son are you, young man? And David said, I am the son of your servant, Jesse the Bethlehemite. And then verse 18, chapter, verse 1, chapter 18, verse 1 says, so when he has finished speaking to Saul, I guess he uh, was telling Saul uh, about his faith in God and how God used him to go out and to take down the Philistine champion Goliath. 
Now, it, 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 it goes from that saying that uh, 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 I, I, when he was speaking to Saul, Jonathan, his son, was nearby. I don't know if he's eavesdropping. I don't know if he was standing right there. But it says the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David. And Jonathan loved him as his own soul. We we talked about this, Pastor Rich. And, and, and the thing is, is that there were some great things taken from that. I can't go over what we went over last week, but I'm kind of like recapping a little bit. Hallelujah. Because, because Saul was captivated by David. He was captivated. He was captivated by David. And, and I believe Jonathan was too. Because it, it it shifts from the conversation that 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 Saul had with David to Jonathan. It, this is so important because it speaks to us about the love of Christ for us. Oh yeah, we, we, we're going to get into that tonight. We, we're going to get into that tonight. It says that 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 the, that there was a covenant. It was a covenant. Saul took him that day. And wouldn't let him go home to his father's house. Then Jonathan and David, they made a covenant. A covenant, y'all. An agreement. Bound to care for, <coughs> for the needs and, and to attend to the interests of each other. A treaty between the two. Between equals. Yet these two men were not exactly equal, Pastor Rich, because... Such a relationship could only be initiated by Jonathan because he was a member of the royal household as his own soul, y'all. Hmm? He made an agreement because he loved him as his own soul, as his own soul. He took off his robe that was on him, gave it to David with the armor, even to the, his sword and his bow and his belt. Hmm? Now, 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 uh, I'm going to stop right there because this brings us to where we, where, where, where we're going to be going tonight. So, Father, as we go into our lesson, we pray that you will bless us. We pray that you will use me. Communicate, communicate, communicate your truths. Impart truth, oh God, sharing what the word of the Lord has to say. What is it speaking to us? What is it saying to us today who are gathered on this line? I pray that I communicate something that would open somebody's eyes, something that would help somebody. And I give you praise, Holy Spirit, for using me to do such. And I honor you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. So, so this is a beautiful love scene between Jonathan and David. It is an illustration of the love which Christ offers to us. For number one, it, it suggests that Christ, the Prince of Peace, comes seeking a compact with every one of us on this line. For he sees something in every one of us. Even at, his, at our worst, he loves us. <laughs> he, 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 he thought, listen. He thought I was worth dying for. Hmm? He, he thought I was worth saving. Hmm? 
And so we see that we 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 see we see that 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 Christ, the Prince of Peace, wants to have a relationship with every one of us on this line, for He sees something in us that we don't see. He loves us. We're worth dying for. Hmm? It also suggests that that and, and it's very comforting that 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 Jonathan love prompted him to give his own clothes to David, so that his his friend might look as much a prince as himself. In other words, Jonathan saw something that Saul didn't see. Now I want us to understand see something. Back in chapter seventeen. When, when, when David went out to confront Goliath, King Saul offered his clothes, his garment. Hmm? He, he offered, his, he offered his, his, his armor, he offered his sword, he offered his clothes, but they didn't fit David. Hmm? But here is Jonathan offering him, it says that, wait a minute, let me read it. It says that, he took off the robe that was on him and gave it to David with his armor and even his sword and his bow and his belt. I mentioned last week what that was indicating it is that Jonathan, I don't know if David, what he shared with him, um, I don't know if, if he shared the fact that God anointed him Something he didn't share with King Saul, but I believe he could share with with Jonathan, and I and, and I I don't know if he shared that, but whatever it was, Jonathan saw it. Jonathan was the crown prince; he was next in line to succeed his father. But he took off his robe, his armor. Uh, his his sword, his bow, and his belt, and he gave it to David. Hmm? Hmm? He, 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 he took his garments. Now, now let, let me interject that, that Christ comes often to clothe us in his own beautiful garments of purity and righteousness. Huh? Huh? It, 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 listen, listen. Jonathan loved David as his own soul. Christ helped us to become like him. Listen, our righteousness is as filthy rags. Our raggedy clothes of sin and of evil habits, they got to be cast off. We got to take off these clothes. We got to take off these clothes. We ought to be clothed with goodness and gentleness and meekness and love and hope. And, 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 and that's the good thing about Christianity. Hallelujah. That God don't, he, we, he, listen, let me share a few scriptures. Let me share a few scriptures. Let me share the first one out of Zechariah 3, 4. He spoke and said to those who were standing before him, saying, Remove the filthy garments from him. Again, he said to him, See, I have taken your iniquity away from you and will clothe you with festal robes. Listen, God clothed us with righteousness. Hallelujah. 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 
it, it's something about a, 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 a covering. You, you remember when Adam and Eve sinned, and 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 after they had sinned, God killed an animal that shed his blood and 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 covered them with with, with animal skins, which was a a a a, 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 a sign of righteous uh, garments. Um, they had sinned, but God had covered them. Their nakedness was covered. Uh, Zechariah said, I see, I have taken you away your iniquity and will clothe you with festal robes. Uh, God clothes us with righteousness. He clothes us with the garment of salvation. Let me read what Isaiah 61 and 10 says. He says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. In other words, uh, Pastor Rich, I got a new glorified status. My condition has changed. Good God Almighty. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm born again. I am a royal priesthood. I am a holy nation. Good God Almighty. Hallelujah. He's covered me with the robe of righteousness. This is what Isaiah 61 and 10 says. As a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorns herself with jewels. Praise God. Hallelujah. Revelation 16 and 15 says, Behold, I am coming as a thief. Blessed is he who watches. In other words, right now, folks, we got to be watchful. There need to be a watchful eye in all of us on this line. It says, and keep his garments. In other words, listen, <laughs> we, you know, it says that, we 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 know we know he's coming back. He said, "I'm coming as a thief in the night." We don't know when, but we're in the time we're living in 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 these evil times. These are days that 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 are that are crooked and dark and perverse. Hallelujah! And he said, he said, but in the midst of all of this, we got to keep our garments. He said, "Lest you walk naked and they see." Your shame. Hmm? Um, listen. God wants us transformed to be like him. That's what Romans 8.29 says. That we may be conformed into the image of Jesus. That we may be transformed and may become a prince of God's realm. A holy man. A holy generation. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. First John 3, 1 through 3 says this. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Beloved, we are the children of God right now. Those of us on this line, we are the children of God. It does not yet be, it be, has been revealed what we shall be. But we know when we when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And it says, and everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. Hallelujah. So 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 this this covenant between Jonathan and David. It speaks to us about Christ. 
and his love. Hmm? Christ's treatment of the sinner. Jonathan bestowed upon David not only his own clothes, but look what he did. He gave him his armor and weapons. Look what Christ does. <laughs> he equips us with the very weapons with which he battled in this world when he was tempted in all points just like we are, yet he came off victorious without sin. Look what he did. Ephesians tells us that he gave us the girdle of truth and the breastplate of righteousness. And on our feet, he puts shoes made of the preparation of the gospel of peace. And, and on the left arm, we carry the shield of faith, a wonderful shield that is able to stop every fiery dot of the wicked. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, so, so this covenant speaks, 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 speaks speaks about the love of Christ. Jonathan loved David as his own soul, praise God, just like Christ loved us. Hallelujah, glory to God. Christ loved every one of us. Hmm? So, so, so we see that covenant, a covenant, between two who were who were similar, who were alike, even though uh, Jonathan was Saul's firstborn, David was uh, Jesse's youngest, but they had the same type of heart. They had the same type of trust, the same type of faith in God. Something that Saul did not have. Hmm? Jonathan had something that Saul did not have. Praise God. Hallelujah. Jonathan saw 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 what, 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 what God was doing in David. Praise God. And he was willing to relinquish Relinquish, re relinquish his spot uh, as, as becoming the next king, for he recognized he recognized David, and in taking off that robe and and and, and taking off that armor and 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 giving it and clothing David, putting it on David, it signified that. Hmm? It signified that. Hmm? But look at that. Look, you, you don't you don't see nothing mentioned here that 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 David is 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 uh, is, is is arrogant like like Jonathan like uh, Saul was. You don't see you don't see that. You you don't see that. You don't see well. By the time they recognize me, by the time they recognize who I am, don't they know who I am? Don't they know I'm going to be the next king? You don't see none of that. Huh? Saul, Saul was all about that. Saul was all about glorifying himself. He was not about following God. These boys followed after God. Hallelujah. We saw that uh, in Jonathan, the one-man army who defeated the Philistines. I think it was back in uh, chapter uh, 14 of 1 Samuel. And, and, and we, we saw that in David, how he placed his faith in God and took down the champion Goliath of the Philistines and 
got a victory for Israel that day. We see that. We see that. And so David was humble, which was wise. Because look what the verse next verse says. It says, so David went out wherever Saul sent him and behaved wisely. I want us to see that. He behaved himself wisely. In, in other words, in, in other words, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do what you tell me to do, but I'm going to be wise about it. I, I'm, I'm not going to uh, let anything get to my head. I'm not going to become big-headed about anything. I'm going to be wise. I'm going to be humble. It was the heart after God that made him like that. It, it, it Saul set him. It says that. Look what it says. It says, and Saul set him over the men of war. Wait a minute. Now, this is a young boy. This is a young guy. He just took down Goliath, and Saul set him. He says he set him over men of war, and he was accepted in the sight of all the people, and also in the sight of Saul's servant. He was accepted. Saul, Saul put him in, in position, and he was accepted. Hmm? Yeah. Hmm? But, 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 but I want you to see this. Whenever God exalts you, whenever God puts you in a position, hallelujah, there's going to be opposition. There's always going to be those haters. Whenever God is getting ready to exalt you, I don't care if it takes years years to come, the enemy's job is to frustrate you and to terminate you, to keep you from getting to where God is bringing you. Praise God. And so, so David was God's choice for king, but that wouldn't take place until maybe 20 years later. Hmm? But he was in the right position. He was in the right place that God placed him. God placed him in that position. God placed him in Saul's court. God placed him there. He needed to be there. He needed to see what, what it was like to be what he's going to become. But the problem was opposition that was going to come from the king. Look what it says here. Look what it says here. It says, now, after Saul had, 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 had set him over the men of war and everybody accepted David, it says in verse 6, Now it happened as they were coming home when David was returning from the slaughter of the Philistines. Now, <clears throat> slaughter of the Philistines. Now, now, this is not just talking about Goliath. This is talking about the Philistines. It says that the women came out of all the cities of Israel, they came out from all the cities of Israel singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tambourines and joy and with musical instruments. So the women sang, and as they danced, uh-oh, here it come, Saul had slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. Uh-oh, why did they say that? Wait a minute, oh boy. Wait a minute, you didn't say that. Saul, and wait a minute, they 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 were they were they were they were praising Saul. Ooh, hallelujah, Saul. Saved, he killed, it says that he slain his thousands. Huh? But after that they came up, but David slain his ten thousand. 
<laughs> Saul said, wait a minute now. Oh, hold, hold the heck up. Wait, hold the heck up. Huh? It says, he got very angry. That's what it says in verse uh, 8. It says, Saul was very angry, and the sin displeased him. And he said, they described to David ten thousands, and to me, they described only thousands. Now, what more can, can he have but the kingdom? So he eyed David from that day forward. In other words, boy, 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 it, 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 was, it was getting ready to be on and popping. It was going to be on and popping. Now, 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 David went wherever Saul sent him, but he behaved wisely. He fully submitted to Saul. He sought to serve him wisely in every way. He knew, listen, the way to, for every one of us to be blessed is to, is to behave wisely wisely. It was to work hard to be, he wanted to be a blessing to Saul. Yes, he did. He didn't want to undercut Saul's position of authority in any way. Hmm? Huh? Pastor Rich, I came under Bishop Hart and Bishop Hart placed me in position in the church. I did nothing to try to undercut him. Even when I left the church to begin my own ministry, I took none of the members with me. Hmm? I, 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 I did nothing but honor the man of God. The man of God didn't like the fact that I left him. The man of God didn't like the fact that, that, that I went out and, 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 and you know, he... He came up against me because I had left and 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 was sowing seeds to make me doubt that God had sent me out. But the thing is, is that I did nothing. I said nothing uh, to 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 uh, uh, respond to the way I was treated or th the things that were said about me, because there was things said about me. But the thing is, is that I understood where that was coming from. I, I, I accepted uh, that was my covering, that was my, my pastor. And the thing is, is yeah, that, yeah. but I had, to, I had to please the Lord. I had to move out. That's how I met you, um, Pastor Rich. Because I've moved out and 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 through through that moving out and 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 starting my own work in ministry uh, through my cousin Saul, I mean through my cousin uh, Cheryl, I met you. And 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 and, and there was a lot lot of doors that opened because of that. You understand what I'm saying? I was wise. I didn't get on the phone and 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 and. and and try to bring him down or say things. I had seed that I had sold in that church. There was there was seed uh, that 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 there were there were people whose lives was blessed because of my ministry, and they were still there, and they had they had reached out and loved me and embraced me, but I couldn't, you know, I I didn't respond uh, unwisely. I behaved wisely. 
And as I come to a conclusion, because we'll pick this up next week, you know, whatever, wherever God places us, whatever we do, behave wisely. Behave wisely in the ministries. Behave wisely in the church. Behave wisely on your job. Behave wisely in your community, praise God. Because we want to please the one whom we serve. We were saved to serve. And we want to please the king. David, all he wanted to do was to please Saul. But Saul was displeased with him because of what was said that, that, that David's uh, slain 10,000 while Saul uh, slain 1,000. And so, so it was on and popping and and from that moment, David became Saul's enemy. Hmm? Or Saul became David's enemy. In other words, he, he wasn't David's enemy, but, 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 but Saul sought to kill him. He was jealous of him. He knew that God said that, 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 that he rejected him. <laughs> and selected someone else. He knew that. And so, so, so I believe those things came to Saul as these things begin to unravel. We'll, we'll pick up more of this next week. I'm going to bring this lesson to a close. I thank those of you who joined in with us on this line. I pray that what we said tonight will bless you. I pray that you understand that, that covenant between David and Jonathan was, was identical to the love of Christ for us and how he laid his life down so we can live and not die. And so with that said, I'm going to close and end tonight's lesson.